I often have to frequent playgrounds. The Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. I'm your host, Brian Beckner. Stoked you're here. Stoked you could join us. Episode 34. Uh, really happy that you're back and listening and telling your friends and liking us on Facebook. That's my new thing. That's my new uh, cause way to promote the show. Um, like the Baller Lifestyle Podcast on Facebook. I promise not. I mean, Facebook like is not the coolest place to be. There's not really any social networking stuff that's cool. Uh, but, you know, you got to do it. Uh, we especially got to do it. So check us out on Facebook, the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. Like us there if you haven't already. It's a good way to get stay in touch with the show, um, get updates on on when the new episodes drop, which is every week, Wednesday night every week. Um, today on the show, oh, also, mail bags. I need more of your, uh, the show is being downloaded in record numbers. We're getting really, really consistent. A lot of people, that tells me that a lot of people are subscribing because we're getting consistent download numbers every week, growing the show every week. It's great. Uh, but we want, I want to be more interactive. So use the email address mailbag at the ballerlifestyle.com and let's let's talk there like let's let's get to know each other let's talk to each other let's see what's up ask me stuff ask ed daily stuff ask fancy stuff sauce fancy sauce stuff um you know let's let's make it more interactive uh we want to do more mailbags we want your input on the show and tell us what you like, tell us what you don't like. If you don't like me, I'm sure, like, I like that. I like knowing when people don't like me, so tell me about it. Um, mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com. Today on the show, Ed Daly is in Britain, of all places. Jo- jolly old England. At the pub, no doubt. Um, but, so, I'm flying solo, sort of. Ed has dispatched a few missives that we'll listen to throughout the show, but much like most of the times I've ever had sex, I'm essentially flying solo. Although Ed did somehow pass along a few sports stories to discuss. Uh, Namely, Dustin Johnson. This is a big story right now. Dustin Johnson loves yayo. He's he's into cocaine, apparently. Uh, and also, he likes to sex other people's wives. This is a big story this week. Um, I'm not really sure why. I, I, you know, I love it. Uh, but to me, isn't the bigger story that there are golfers that don't pack beak? <laughs> of course he does blow. He's 30 and he makes $20 million a year. Like, that's a pretty good recipe for a guy wanting to party on a little cocaine. Uh, so we'll talk about that. Some guy on the Steelers is giving people herpes. Uh, that's always news. Uh, once again, like I'm interested in this kind of stuff, but I'm pretty sure that every professional athlete out there is rolling with the herp. So why should this guy be any different? Uh, they, they have lots and lots of sex with lots of people that also have lots of sex. 
And herpes is pretty prevalent in society and amongst professional athletes, I bet that number is even higher. So, uh, you know, I'm more concerned with the fact that part of this woman's complaint, besides that he gave her the herp and, you know, roughed her up, which isn't cool. Part of this woman's complaint is that the guy tried to straighten her hair. Like, that's that's what I'm into. So, we'll talk about the guy on the Steelers giving people herpes. And let's be honest, like, that's for sure not the worst thing someone on the Steelers has done. What up, Big Ben? How you doing? How's your quarterback, Steelers fans? Like rooting for that guy? Hey, go number seven. He's a good dude, right? Anyway, Nike. They're not happy with Jimbo Fisher. You know who else isn't happy? Anyone that tries to look Jimbo Fisher in the eye and call him Jimbo. That's the bigger story for me. Uh, but we'll talk about that. Nike and the Florida State Seminoles coach, Jimbo Fisher. And also on the show today, we'll do everyone's favorite segment. I won't be alone the whole time. We'll play little clips of, uh, of stuff that Ed had to say. But also, we will be joined later in the program by Fancy Sauce for Fancy Pop. And some good topics today. Uh, Orlando Bloom, Legolas. Legolas? Legol- uh, that dude from The Lord of the Rings. With the white hair, I think he's an elf, he shoots arrows. Um, He got in a fight with Justin Bieber, which, like, I don't know if that's really a fight, because Justin Bieber's, like, basically a little girl. Like, it's not fair to really fight him. Uh, But he did, they did, and uh, it was in Ibiza... Abisa, Abitha of all places. So we're definitely going to talk about that. Any anytime Justin Bieber gets his ass kicked or pretend, potentially gets his ass kicked, we'll discuss it here. There's a good chance of that. Uh, also, uh, Jay Z and Beyonce. A lot of rumors going on there. Definitely going to discuss that. And an all important Kid Rock and Insane Cl- Clown Posse's glass dildo update. That. Uh, you may remember we talked about last week. There's been more news on that front, the insane clown posse glass dildo front. So we're definitely going to talk about that. And, of course, like I'm not a guy that watches reality TV. You're not going to catch me watching Big Brother or Survivor or any of the Kardashians or any of the Housewives. But we do report on this show. We know a lot of our listeners are involved in the Bachelor franchise, the Bachelorette. And there's a new Bachelor, Bachelorette-themed show, part of that franchise, The Bachelor in Paradise. It debuted this week, and Fancy Sauce is going to come on and discuss that. And, of course, for the show, I watched it as well. So you can hear us have a discussion on what happened this week on the Bachelor in Paradise, and it was pretty good, i got to be honest. Okay, I've talked long enough. This is normally where I banter with old Ed Daly, co-host of the show, but he is, he's in, I can't even do the math on the time zones. He's like, actually, like sometimes we do this show when Fancy Sauce is in the Southern Hemisphere. It's like she'll be in Asia or Australia or... You know, she's away. She has to go away to work sometimes to do business. And we can do the show because the time difference is like 12 hours or 15 hours. So it's when we're recording the show at night, it's morning wherever she is in the Southern Hemisphere. 
this time, Ed is in Britain, and it's like not quite as many hours. It's like just as enough hours that makes it so inconvenient that we can't record it together. But he was nice enough to look around jolly old, merry old England and take a few notes, and he wanted to tell us all how his trip's going. So, Ed, how's it going? Hey, Brian. Here's my recap from Laycock Street. My first week in London had lots of highs and a couple of lows. First of all, as a father of two young kids, I often have to frequent playgrounds. And as we've discussed, it's it's full of pitfalls, whether it's the parents or the things. But, like, the playgrounds just suck. Uh, living in America, there's just awful playgrounds with shitty plastic structures. And the kids play for a few minutes on some neutered piece and then get bored and expect you to jump in and be super dead. So the great thing here is in London... They don't seem to give a fuck. They certainly not as many lawsuits. And so they have zip lines and 50-foot slides and three-story climbing adventures. So yeah, every every playground across the city that I've seen has had them. So it's fantastic. All I have to do is make sure they don't get bumped off a high perch and break their necks. But, like, they're fine. They're a couple of boys. They can handle it. So I never have to provide any of the fun at playgrounds, which is a big bonus as a, as a parent. Uh, also, I never have to hear about... Uh, somebody else's kids or school. I'm just left alone. I show up and and everybody just stays quiet. I, I, I never care about kids. I don't care about t- town gossip. I don't care about like anything kid related except for my own. So being in a foreign playground, like nobody seems to approach me or care and it's great. And the best thing and something we've often discussed is I have yet to hear the name Jaden once when I've been here a week. Uh, by this point, if I'm in America for a week, I hear the name Jaden like, you know, at least six or seven times. Um, everyone's here. He hears named Charlie or Harry or Sally or Danny, like pretty, pretty standard names. Uh, I did hear an Indian woman call shouting for her daughter Anemone, but uh, I'm chalking that up to the fact that she was from India or she was a character in Finding Nemo 2. Um and I'm sure this is ra- rather shocking news to you, but I've spent a fair amount of time in the pubs here. Uh, the, the traditional English pubs are great. They're decidedly low-key. Nobody's cranking up their shitty song on the jukebox or yelling at the TV as if someone can hear them or appreciates their fandom. The downside is for somebody going out exclusive, almost exclusively by myself, there's next to no action on the TVs here. The a television at the pub is is probably a 50-50 proposal. And even if it's there, they only seem to turn it on for, like, major sporting events. And the rare pubs that keep it on all the time, there's just not there's just not the equivalent of sports center on. There's not a plethora of sports. They have soccer, and then they have a couple of fringe sports. And soccer, uh, the season doesn't start till next week. So right now if you look at the tv and the rare pubs that just leave the tv on it's like billiards and cycling and gymnastics so thank fucking god for the the almighty iphone uh finally i did go to a preseason soccer game this past weekend and i actually enjoyed it and a story will be posted on the ballerlifestyle.com by the time this podcast posts uh there's some good eye-opening uh, uh observations so Check it out, and uh, you can make fun of me for actually enjoying a soccer match. Uh, Brian, two questions for you. One, did you see the new Mad Max trailers? 
I I personally think I got a semi, semi just watching it. And uh, two, how was your week? Thanks, Ed, and thanks for letting us know that you like to quote frequent playgrounds. I mean, wow. Do what you got to do. Also, nice to know that England is still hanging in there on the Jaden bandwagon, although I bet you they're around. I bet you there's Jadens and Cadens, Bradens, all the Dins. Look around. You'll run into them, I'm sure. Uh, My weekend, you know what I did this weekend? I saw Guardians of the Galaxy. I took my kid. And you want my review? You guys ready for movie review? I'd play some music right now if I had any. Uh, if I knew how to do that. Um, I saw it. And here's my review. It's pretty good. Uh, my nine-year-old liked it. He really liked it. It had some jokes. Had a bit of heart. I think Chris Pratt is a bona fide movie star, but I'm not going to be one of these people that ejaculates all over himself about how great a superhero movie was. Like, it's it's pretty good. It's really good for that kind of movie, but you can't really compare it to an actual good movie. It was a fun popcorn movie. I liked it. Uh, It's just unfortunate that we live in an era so bereft of quality entertainment that something that's decently entertaining comes along and people run to shout from the rooftops what a game changer it is. The fact that people won't shut the fuck up about how good Guardians of the Galaxy is isn't really a as much a comment on Guardians of the Galaxy as it is the state of entertainment and how shitty everything else is. Um, that's my review. Guardians of the Galaxy, good movie, because everything else sucks. All right, good job, Brian. Oh, another thing. You guys, and I'm sure you do, you guys remember Margaret Peggy Clem, 68? I'm sure you remember because she was a big topic on this show and probably around your dinner table. Um, She's that woman that got freaky at the retirement community, like out in the open, like in the street, in the town square. She was sexing some dude. There's an update on that. Turns out Margaret Peggy Clem is going to see time for that. Serious time. Six months in prison. Actual prison or county jail or whatever. For having public sex. I'll read you from the story. A 68-year-old woman, Margaret Peggy Clem, had sex with 49-year-old David Bobelia at the pavilion at Lake Sumter Landing Market Square at around 10.30 p.m. on June 2nd. couple things there. Uh, whoever named Lake Sumter Landing Market Square is kind of an asshole. That's a lot, a lot of words. Okay. Two... B, 10.30 p.m. in a retirement community? I mean, it's everyone's been asleep for three hours at that point. Like, leave them alone. Uh, the pair were arrested for public indecency just days after Clem was given probation in court for drunk driving in a golf court in... Golf court? That's what it says in the story. Golf cart. In the retirement village. Uh, here's the deal. Like, we probably shouldn't do that, but, like, this chick sounds like a party. Like, she sounds like the most fun person in the whole retirement community. Everybody probably loves her. She's drunk driving the golf cart. She's boning landscapers. Like, she's having a good old time. Like, let her enjoy her her retirement years, her golden years. The smoking gun reports that when investigators arrived at the scene, 
a popular spot for nightly entertainment, Clem had her shirt pulled down. Whoa. And... Gulp sound effect. Wasn't wearing any pants. Whoa, Peggy. Bobolia's pants and underwear were pulled down all the way to his ankles. Like, this does not sound sexy. Why couldn't they just go inside? Police say that Clem and Bobolia both seem to be intoxicated. Well, that bet was off the board. But that they followed police officers' orders and put their clothing back on. Hey, no harm, no foul. Right? Guys, do us a favor. Stop having sex and bounce. That should be the end of it. Unfortunately, no. Arrested, and she just had to cop a plea. Uh, She could have gotten a year, uh, so she took the six months instead. And as she was sentenced, a tearful Clem mouthed, and here's here's the kicker of the story, I love you, to her husband of 50 years, Frank Clem. Whoa! Turn! There's a twist. I feel like we could option this. Hey, Hollywood, call the Clems. Uh, Frank Clem was quoted. She's a superwoman as far as I'm concerned. So, oh, and he says, and she deserves a second chance. That's all I have to say. Well, hey, if he doesn't care, like, why do the rest of us care? I don't. I never cared. Uh, he doesn't mind her out boning David Bulbia in the street, driving her golf cart drunk. Like, leave him alone. Jeez. Uh, so, Yeah. Peggy Clem, like, I don't know, maybe start a letter-writing campaign to her. She's going to have some time on her hands down in Florida. And also, nice fucking job, Florida, seriously. Like, you guys are so fucked up. You're, people, you can murder people in the street, no problem. Like, all the bath salts you can smoke or snort, no big deal. Like, meth, crack, whatever. Like, there's actual crime down there. There's identity theft and prescription fraud and all sorts of shit happening in Florida. But hey, let's arrest people having sex at a retirement community and put them in jail. Like, seriously, it's all you got to do. All right, that's enough. That's enough. That's enough updates on Peggy Clem. That's enough of me on my soapbox. Let's get to Ed Daly. Ed, what do you got for us in sports? All right, in sports, we open up with the only television sport worse than soccer, golf. This past week, PGA Pro Dustin Johnson announced he was, quote, stepping away from the game for a little while to deal with, quote, some personal challenges. According to Golf.com, those personal challenges Johnson was talking about was testing positive for Yayo and being suspended from the PGA Tour for six months. Golf.com also goes on to imply that Johnson has repeatedly hung brains on several PGA Tour wives. Brian, two questions. One, why the hell is a sport played by well-off preppy dressers testing testing for recreational drugs? And two, how worried should Father Wayne Gretzky be that his dirty Instagram darling daughter is engaged to the bawling clown powder snorting Johnson? Excellent questions, both of them, Ed. Thank you for that. Um, Well, first of all, Wayno. Wayno can do no wrong. Unfortunately, I feel like no matter what, he's going to have his hands full with that Paulina. Um, She's a child of tremendous privilege, obviously, and she is feeling herself. She's got some big implants. She's skinny. She's pretty hot. Not really. She's like a little too much, a little too fake for my deal. You know, I don't know if I've told you guys this before. I don't know if I've mentioned this in the past. 
I prefer a more natural look. I like a clean, natural-looking, beautiful woman. Um, and Paulina is a little too enhanced for your boy. But, I mean, I do. There's nothing wrong with a skinny broad with big tits. And she's definitely that. Uh, so I feel like Wayne's got his hands full, uh, Dustin or not. Um, I'm sure he's not too happy. Here's the deal. Like, Dustin Johnson clearly loves Yayo and Bone and other people's wives. And obviously, I don't care who wants to party and do whatever they want. Like, I don't know why the PGA even tests for cocaina. I don't believe in any kind of testing for any kind of drugs, performance enhancing or otherwise. That's his business. But that being said, D, my man, take it easy on the Bolivian flake, homie. You got a lot to lose. Like, that stuff only stays in your system a few hour, few days. Like, calm down. You don't need to be doing blow that much. Obviously, it wasn't affecting his performance. Or maybe, maybe he would have been Tiger Woods because he's like a top five player. He's always in the hunt. He hasn't won a major, has he? No, don't nobody correct me on that shit, okay? You know my thing. My thing is not knowing stuff. I don't know if he's won. I don't think he's won a major. Point is, he's a good player. He's one of the best players, and he's doing blow apparently a little too often. He needs to calm, take this six months, calm the f down, get your shit together, and get back out. Keep boning Paulina. Hold on to her. She seems like a grounding influence for you, Dustin. Take care of your business down in Florida, wherever you live. Stop. You know, you got a girlfriend now, fiancé. Ease up on other people's wives. Like, don't sweep other people's porch, bro. Take it easy there. And lay off the yayo. Get some help. Take care of yourself. Next question, Ed. Next in sports, Steelers defensive lineman Cam Thomas is facing a lawsuit from a woman named Adrian E. for sexual battery, assault, battery, intentional infliction of emotional distress, fraud through intentional concealment, and negligence. What is the translation for all that? She says Thomas tried to shove her from a moving car, used a hot flat iron on her hair during an argument, and choked her until she passed out. Oh, and he also gave her herpes. Aside from the fact that he'd be a perfect fit for the Baltimore Ravens, Brian, how surprised are you that this is the behavior of a man who attended the University of North Carolina, alma mater of Lawrence Taylor and Michael, I wear denim and capri pants to weddings, Jordan. It's the first I've ever heard of the guy. That notwithstanding, a couple things here. I'm reading from the story about the guy. The woman who sued him says he, who's suing him, uh, says he tried to shove her from a moving car. Not cool. Also, though, she accuses him of, quote, using a hot flat iron on her hair during an argument. Well, I mean, that's, the, that's what the hot flat iron's for. It's to iron your hair. Like he, you're, you're accusing him of using a tool for its intended purpose. I don't get that. Like, what's how's that intentional infliction of emotional distress? He, you want to comb your hair? Want to get your hair nice and flat? The flat iron. Also, he um, apparently choked her until she passed out and gave her the herp. Uh, I feel like we're all like a little too cool with football because the fucking most of the players are pretty big assholes. They're raping people. They're murdering people. They're giving people herpes. They're 
combing their hair. They're practicing home cosmetology. Um, yeah, like I don't. This guy's just one more guy. There, there are a lot of bad guys in the NFL, and this guy Cam Thomas, who I hadn't heard of before this moment, uh, is one of them. Uh, herp? No herp? Whatever. Like, don't give people herpes. And let's all like, how about we demand a bit more accountability from our football players? Like, we're the ones buying the sport. How about we ask Roger Goodell to, like, maybe make an example of some of these guys so that we can actually root for some decent human beings out there? Ah, fuck it. It's only there for us to bet. Anyways, let's get our bets down. What are the lines? All right, Ed, next question. Our last sports story comes from the wonderful world of Nike. The Wall Street Journal is reporting that the sporting apparel behemoth apparently fired off a memo to Florida State criminals coach Jimbo Fisher last fall after Fisher's son, Ethan, a nine-year-old struggling with a serious and rare genetic disorder, was seen wearing Under Armour FSU garb. Mark Dupes, Nike's assistant director for football sports marketing, sent the following to Fisher after FSU's big win over Miami last fall. ABC cameras were on Jimbo and his son at the end of the game. His son was wearing... Under Armour FSU sweatshirt. Ouch. Can we please ask Jimbo to eliminate that from the Suns wardrobe in the future? Let me know if I can help with anything. Thanks, guys. MD. Brian, do you think if Mark Dupes was in the marketing department for the Ford Theater in the 1860s, he would have sent a stern reminder to Mary Todd Lincoln that loud noises from the booths are strongly discouraged? Other than that, how'd you enjoy the play, Mrs. Lincoln? Good one, Ed. Uh, A couple things. First of all, no one should wear Under Armour, ever. I know that's a Maryland brand, but their clothes are hideous. They're, I mean, just look at the Maryland Terps uniforms. Um, There's no reason at all to wear anything, any kind of Under Armour. Also, if Florida State is sponsored by Nike, why is there Under Armour Florida State gear? I don't get it. Did the was it old? Was it something old? In which case, like, dude, you're the coach. Get your kids and like he needs the freshest shit every year. That's it, like, I'm anti Under Armour, obviously, because I'm into cool things. But here's the other thing. Under Armour seems like more there's more synergy there. Like Under Armour is a very Florida state type of clothing. Now this being said, like, I could take out all this under Armour discussion. I could edit this out very quickly if Under Armour chose to maybe sponsor this program. Something to think about. Um, but here's a bigger thing, and this drives me crazy, not just in this story. Marketers need to calm the fuck down. Like, the notion of branding is officially out of fucking control. There are so many Nike swooshes on the field in a football game that we all currently have at least one branded into our cerebral cortexes. Nobody but this guy, Mark Dupes, who... Hey, remember when Mark Dupes was catching passes from Dan Marino back in the day? Like in the 80s? You know... In the age of the little wide receiver, he was he was fast. He would get run the post route, a lot of touch. No, I joke not working. 
yeah, nobody but this guy, Mark Dupes, noticed the Under Armour sweatshirt on Jimbo's kid, and certainly not enough people noticed to affect their sales. But luckily, this guy sent an email about it, which went viral and succeeded in putting a sour taste in the mouth of all their consumers. So good job on that one, Mark Dupes. Just please, can everyone stop being so fucking precious about everything, your stupid fucking brand? Get over it. Uh, Here's the bigger question. Why is an adult calling himself Jimbo? I know this has probably been discussed before, but I I need answers. You're a 50-year-old man. Just Jim is good. James, Jimmy. Anything but Jimbo really kind of works. Is that his given name? I hope not. Might be. It's Florida. Who knows? Uh, All right, Ed. Excellent job, as always. Really appreciate you going out of your way to correspond with us all the way from the other side of the pond. You probably took a steamer over there. I don't even know how you get there. Uh, Very, very good job, Ed Daly. And now... I'm skipping other stories. You want? You guys are done hearing me talk to myself. Uh, we're getting a fancy pop. It's our own pop culture segment with our own, very own pop culture correspondent, bachelor correspondent. Of course, I'm talking about Fancy Sauce. Joining us now, that's her music. You know her, you love her. It's Fancy Sauce. How you doing, Fancy? Hey, Brian. I'm good. Glad you could join us. Are you missing it daily? I really miss Ed. Me too. It's kind of not the same without him, isn't it? It really isn't. I know. I'm going to be sad that he's not here to weigh in. He'll be he'll be back eventually. I'm I, I'm going to be sad that he's not here to be indifferent towards the Bachelor. I know. He did weigh in on one topic, and we'll get to that as soon as you get to it. Mm-hmm. Tell us what is happening in the world of pop culture. What do we need to know about today in Fancy Pop? Okay, so the gossip continues to be fueled uh, with the rumors that Beyonce and Jay-Z's marriage is continuing to fall apart. Is this an elaborate hoax? Tell me. I don't know. Is Beyonce trolling us? She might be. I mean, I feel like we're getting manipulated. Uh, absolutely. Um, adding more fuel to the fire. Um, apparently, there's... They're rumored to be staying at different hotels whilst on their on-the-run tour. I heard that. That's interesting to me because you're performing in the same venue, and you want to keep it, keep your personal life quiet. What I mean, you could easily stay in the same hotel. Do they want to keep their personal yeah, life that's quiet? Yeah, that's the point. They, I mean, they're staying in different hotels. Right. They don't need to do that. They exactly. can stay at the same hotel exactly. and stay in different rooms. Um, unless the bad blood is such that Beyonce won't have it. Or they're like, look, Jay. And she, and he's like, what, girl? And she's like, we're getting divorced. You're fucking around all over town. You Right. Is he fucking Rihanna? Your balls Everyone wants deep to know. in every young up-and-coming artist on your label. Rockefeller Records. Or some not so up and coming with a touch of downs. Rihanna. Well, Rihanna's a temptress. She'll fuck anything. She'll fuck anything. Uh, That was a joke. I could totally see her fucking somebody's husband, by the way. You've sidetracked me, though. Okay. The point is, is that they could be like, look, we're getting a divorce. These celebrity marriages don't last. We, you know, we had had a surrogate make this baby for us. Mm -hmm. Why don't as we get a divorce, why don't we do this like everything else in our lives and exploit it for financial gain? 
and we'll talk to the tabloids. We'll give a story here and there to the New York Post. We'll stay in separate hotels. We'll really run this for everything it's worth. They're not really doing that, though. Hmm. I mean, I have also read reports that Jay-Z is extremely controlling and Mm -hmm. has forbidden Bay to sit down and do like an Oprah or Barbara Walters where she plays the victim in this whole thing. Uh, Well, she can do whatever the fuck she wants. Well, we'll see. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm assuming their marriage is full of contracts. Yeah. And NDAs. Sure. And it's reported that their net worth is a billion dollars. I don't um, think that's adding true. Adding fuel to the fire, Beyonce released a remix to her song Flawless with Nicki Minaj. Uh, oh, I can't wait. Where she saw, sort of addresses the rumors swirling around the elevator drama. Yep. Um, the lyrics go, we escalate up in this bitch like elevators. Yeah. Of course, sometimes shit goes down when Get it's it, a billion dollars on an elevator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Making reference to their net worth being a Sure, sure. She's trolling everyone. She's saying everything without really, saying anything. Well, it's not really saying much. Yeah. Um, however, I, I was. I want it known that I was Team Solange in that elevator. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, however, on Sunday night, Bay and Jay performed here in LA at the Rose Bowl. Some of my friends were at the show. It was reported that. Um, she finally sat down to sing uh, "Resentment," um, which is a song about a cheating husband. She looked like she was ready to break down. Uh, singing a line about a mistress that goes, I know she was attractive, but I was here first. Apparently, Beyonce stopped after the word but, like, and gestured at her own body in frustration, sources say. Not long after she stopped singing and seemed overcome with emotion, the camera cut in tight so you could literally see her eyes welling up um, before she closed them and attempted to compose herself. Um, And as she progressed to the ending refrain... How could you lie? Um, Beyonce apparently didn't even hold the mic up to her mouth, sources say. She was oh just wailing God. it out and seemed kind of lost in her own world. It's like when James Brown Very would dramatic. collapse on stage and someone would have to come out and cover him with a cape. And right. she was, it was like too much for her. Too much. Uh, well, I don't think we've solved anything. Elaborate hoax or marriage crumbling before our eyes. I mean, I think that marriage is definitely over, but uh, what are they playing it for? People did say that it really looked like they weren't getting yeah. along on yes. stage and yeah. that they were just going through the emotions that after she um, performed resentment that she never really smiled again the rest of the night. Sure. And, I mean, come on, you're performing to a lot of people. Smile. Right. Look right. like you're having hey, fun, they, they, unless you can. The tickets were probably 150 bucks. They were more than that. Yeah, they were more than 150. They bucks. were minimum like 210. 210 minimum. for those tickets. Stand up plus way service back. charges right. at the Rose Bowl, which is like why even go? Uh, yeah, who knows? Put on a show. You're be you're paid to so be we'll there. See, we'll see what happens. We'll see. I'll keep reporting. Yeah. That's for sure. Keep us updated. I can't wait. I'm really excited to know what happens in the Jay-Z and Beyonce marriage. Kate, what else has happened in the world of pop culture? Well, um, as I reported, Kid Rock was subpoenaed um, in the Insane Clown Posse's uh, former employee's wrongful termination suit. I remember this. There's a glass dildo involved. uh, And Kid Rock has responded. Um, apparently a few weeks ago, so it was reported that he was asked to procure a glass dildo to use as evidence in a sexual harassment lawsuit. Right. Let's give him the background. So the, uh, the, the insane clown posse is being sued by their air quotes, former air quotes, publicist. 
who said she was sexually harassed and offered a dildo, a glass dildo. Is there a better word in the English language than dildo, right. by the way? By uh, one of the psychopathic records their manager, Dirty Dan. Dirty Dan. Which, <laughs> Christian name? I'm not sure. Dirty Dan Diamond. Dirty Dan Diamond went, offered her a glass dildo. When she declined it, he's like, yo. Kid Rock, you want this? And Kid Rock's like, okay, I'll take it. He apparently told her that, or told somebody that he offered it to her and she didn't take it, so he gave it to Kid Rock. Right. So That was his story. Now Kid Rock has responded, and what's he said? Okay, um, he has now released two letters on his web- website. He says we're sent to the oh, lawyers. Hold on. Breaking news: Kid Rock has a website. <laughs> yeah, okay, he does, continue. There's a link to it here. Yeah. He sent the uh, letters to two attorneys on both sides: to Insane Clown Posse's lawyer and the former employee's lawyer. Uh, his statement starts definitively in all caps. It says, "Quote: All parties involved in this ICB glass dildo case can shove one up their ass." End quote. <laughs> Uh, he goes on to say that he's never met any of the people involved and has never been in possession of the alleged glass dildo. He also personally attacks both lawyers, calling one side douchebags and a blight on our planet and the other the worst kind of scum. Well, they are lawyers. And um, I'm just going to read you the shorter of the two letters uh, to the former employee. They're both lawyer. pretty good, but I think you can get the gist with just the one, yeah. Uh, it says, Dear Jim Razor and John Marco, who are representing uh, Andrea Pellegrini. I'm told that you have issued a subpoena for a glass dildo that was supposedly given to me. No idea what you're talking about, and I definitely don't have it. I've never heard of, seen, or met any people involved in this case, but I'm pretty sure you already know that. What I do know is that you've been dragging my name around in the media to gain attention for your sad-ass excuse for a law firm. I don't care what you do when you finally catch up to the ambulances you chase, but I do care when you bring my name into it for no reason at all. Let me ask you this. Say in a lawsuit that another crappy firm was handling, your names were brought up for no reason. You wake up one morning excited for a new day of exploiting the legal system and people dumb enough to look at your website... Nice picture, by the way. Did you study how to look like douchebags in college? And when you open the newspapers, there's a report from someone you've never heard of talking about how John Marco and Jim Razor got caught molesting animals at his petting zoo while high on bath salts. Now, imagine you weren't the scumbags you are, but a citizen who has raised millions of dollars for his hometown, spent hours helping to promote the arts, had helped wounded veterans returning from combat. Say you were people who aren't a blight on our planet. Wouldn't you be pissed off that your name for days on end was being mentioned in the press when everyone involved knew you weren't involved in any way? Welcome to my side of the story, Kid Rock. There's another letter that's um, equally entertaining. Uh, Yeah, I like that. Well, it's one of those things where you can tell Kid Rock actually wrote the letter, clearly wrote the letter. He definitely wrote the letter. He definitely wrote the letter. And it's one of those things where you want, you, you support, like you never think, hey, I'm going to get behind Kid Rock. But you, you gotta, like, sure, his music's terrible. It's, the worst, but he he's got a point here. Like he's a guy with some fame, and guys like Dirty Dan and Andrea Pellegrini and their lawyers are mixing him up with some glass dildo bullshit that he doesn't know anything about. Well, sort of in uh, Andrea's lawyer's defense, it was insane clown posse's right manager, Dirty who, Dirty Dan Diamond, who made the claim to his yeah. lawyer. So yeah. her lawyers are just responding to his claim, sure. right? Right, but do they, I mean, is it, re- like, necessary to have that piece of evidence to go on with the case? 
I mean, a glass dildo that exists. Does that matter? Um, I think if you're building a sexual harassment case and that's a piece of evidence, I mean, sure. I guess you could use all the evidence. Also, she probably wanted him to be like, you know, she wanted it to be true for Kid Rock to be like, yo, yeah, Dirty Dan gave me this dildo. Yeah, yeah. Your dildo, Andrea Pellegrini's dildo. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Well, it seems like Kid sorted those guys out. I don't think Kid is... Does he go by Kid? I think his name's Bob. I don't think Bob Bob has much to worry about in this case anymore. I don't think they'll be bothering him at his ranch in Detroit anytime soon. Oh, he lives on a ranch? I knew he lived in Detroit. Probably, yeah. I don't know. Are there ranches in Detroit? I'm sure. I just imagine it being like an urban wasteland. Well, that's Detroit proper. Right, okay. He's probably on the outskirts. Yeah. With all the GM executives. Uh, Okay, next story, Kate. What else is going on in the world of pop culture? This is everyone's favorite story. Is there anyone more unlikable in the world than Justin Bieber? No, he's the most hated man. Uh, Also, should we... Ed Daly weighed in on this. Okay, good. Yes, please. Set it up first, and then we'll get Ed Daly's take. Okay, last week... All the celebs, as you may or may not know, at this time of the year, are partying it up in Ibiza in Spain. Ibiza. If you want to be a douchebag, you can say Ibiza. Ibiza. (laughs) Um, One night, there was a few people at Cipriani, including Lindsay Lohan, P. Diddy, Leonardo DiCaprio, Orlando Bloom. Like, how come we couldn't give Al-Qaeda, Al-Qaeda? The coordinates to that place. Right. You know? I'm just saying. Okay, go on. Um, Leo and Orlando Bloom were apparently sitting at a table together with a few other people having dinner. Justin Bieber, apparently, I mean, there's so many versions of this story that all slightly differ from one another, but Mm -hmm. apparently um, the Biebs walked over to the table and Leo kind of like saw him coming and shooed him away with his hand. Yeah, yeah, like get out of here like a fly, like flicked him. Just get, get the fuck out of here. Right. Go away. Really disrespectful because yeah. he really doesn't like him. Yeah. No one likes him. And Justin said something which in turn enraged Orlando. And yeah. apparently it yeah. was about his uh, estranged wife, the model yeah. Miranda Kerr. Not cool. Apparently Justin said something. Orlando jumped up. Yeah. And swung at him. Yeah. I don't think it really, really connected. It kind of looked almost like he kind of like sideswiped the, the right. sideswiped well, his head. Well, I imagine these guys both being huge pussies. One's an actor, one's a Canadian YouTube singer. Um, I can't, this isn't like two UFC fighters going at it, but I would have liked to see Orlando. I think Orlando, ass. if he had have had a clear shot, would have, would have connected. I think yeah. there was too. Looked yeah. like there was too many people like he, in the he, way. Orlando's like in his thirties. He's a man. Right. And Justin Bieber. So then they were se- then they were puberty. separated, and yeah. in between, Justin then said to Bloom. Apparently, he said, "Hey, Miranda told you I want to make a man out of you." Which oh. Orlando then tried to punch him a second right. time. This is people forget. This is was the origins of the Biggie Tupac beef. Right. This is, could be the same type of situation. It could be. You know, fighting over a woman. Also, Miranda Kerr, like, no standards. At all. Like, I have to assume that she did bang Justin Bieber if he's going around bragging about it to her ex-husband. And, and she's not defending herself. She's, like, kept quiet. She pretty, doesn't want to be involved. That's pretty gross. I thought Australian women had higher standards. 
I mean, generally, yes. They do in general. Generally, yeah. yes. Like, I find Australian women to be very sexy. You do. And they all, they have, typically, have tremendous taste in men. They like really, really sexy bachelor types mm-hmm. who are <laughs> typically hail from the Orange County area and are very tan uh-huh. and funny. Uh-huh. Like, I thought that's more what... Australian chicks were yeah, into. I think you're barking up the right tree. Right, right. Um, so apparently after this went down, everyone was clapping. Everyone at Leon oh, and yeah. table were cl- clapping. People were laughing about a guy Lindsay getting his ass kicked. Lindsay was laughing. Yeah. Uh, you know, oh. everyone was cheering. Well, that's because she was on blow. And, and, exactly. And Molly. And Justin is, let's not forget, he's a child. So he immediately yeah. Instagrammed a picture of Miranda in a bathing suit with a crown on. Which he then deleted, followed by a picture of Orlando Bloom where it kind of looked like he was crying. Uh, what a fucking pussy. Okay, let's hear what Ed Daly, Ed Daly who rarely weighs in on such topics, ha- has sent us via the wonder of the internet his opinion on the Orlando Bloom-Justin Bieber controversy. Let's have a listen. I have two thoughts on Orlando Bloom's punch, or three thoughts on Orlando Bloom's punch thrown at Bieber. One, would it have killed the entourage to let a couple shots land before they turned on Bloom. Clearly nobody likes that little piece of garbage, not even in his inner circle. If they just let it, let two punches land, how bad would that be? And it, like, that's not like they would get fired Two, On one hand, I want to congratulate Orlando Bloom. He did something the whole world has desperately wanted to do. On the other, by doing that, he's letting Bieber know he succeeded in breaking his heart my wife left me for Bieber. I would go on a full smear campaign to tell everyone she was a piece of garbage, and this is the proof. And third, Bloom was in those awful Lord of the Rings movies. I watched about two-thirds of the first one and still think he shouldn't feel cool leaving the house. As always, Ed Daly with the definitive pop culture take. Kate, what else is happening? Are we? Is it time to talk Bachelor in Paradise? Yeah, it's time. Wow. Okay. Tell us what's going on. We uh, It debuted this week. I watched it. You watch it. I got to be honest. I'm sort of hooked. Like, I'm into it. This is actually, this is, I wish, like, they're really playing with my emotions and my patience by making it two hours, much like The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. It's way too long. But this one's boring, though. This one's a little more interesting because it's not just the one chick or one dude, it's tons of chicks and tons of dudes and lots of dates and lots of hookups and or potential hookups and there was mad tears happening last night. Kate, talk about it. What's I, happening on The Bachelor? I Paradise? wish this show was on all the time. Like 24-7 like Big Brother because I would be watching. But I wouldn't call it Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah, what's, what's a better name? Um, the only one I could think of was attractive people with low IQs. <laughs> In paradise. <laughs> I'm still brainstorming yeah, about That it. sounds pretty good. Yeah. Everybody's going in the ocean. It's like not even nice. It's kind of stormy, but they're still going in the ocean. Yeah, one, so they're in Tulum in Mexico, one, which is in the Gulf side of Mexico. Right. One chick has giant that implants. Would, that would be Lacey. Okay, so hold Her on. Her implants were the star. Let's just let's just talk about the um, the format of the the show. So there's eight, Break it down. So there's eight guys and six girls. Is that true? Yeah. Okay. There's more guys and girls. Yeah. And so you have to couple up with somebody so that at the end of each episode, there's a rose ceremony 
the person that like likes you will give you a rose. Yep. So if you fail to like make a connection with someone and couple up or call it a quote unquote relationship, yes. like Chris Harrison is, yeah, yeah, um, like you're gone from paradise. So, um, so that lends itself to all kinds of situations like people being interested in the same person. Yes, that happens. love triangles. So that, that happens. So I'll tell you who the players are. There's Lacey, um, who was eliminated the very first night of Juan Pablo's season. She's back with a new addition, some humongous implants. Like, I don't think she had <laughs> them on The Bachelor. I, I don't know. I don't know who she is. I don't recall who she is, but she has massive implants. She has no ass to speak of, and she's kind of a trash face. So she, in you know, as you know, Kate, she's, or you might not know she's this. She's real trashy. You might not know this. I am attracted, attracted to, well, I'm also attractive. I am attracted to a more natural look. Right. I like natural, Naturals. organic beauty. I'm so not much better. I'm not really into fake things, uh, and but in Lacey's case, she doesn't have a lot much else going on. I feel like she kind of needed those tit eggs. Yeah. Well, they're really making. They made an entrance. Yeah. Sure. And they're making an impact. They're huge, and just in case that everyone from other solar systems couldn't see them, she went ahead and rocked a bright pink neon bikini just to make sure. Okay, then there's Elise, uh, who you may or may not remember from Sean Lowe's season of The Bachelor. I like her. She's real dumb. She never got a one-on-one date and left the show in tears, and she didn't seem real stable to she, me. She's curvy. Um, no, yes. Elise is from Juan Pablo's. She's a Juan, oh, she's a Juan Pablo Juan, reject. Juan Pablo. Yep. I made the wrong note. That's okay. Uh, then there's Ashley. Ashley with a capital L. But in the middle of her name with no space. Yeah, that's it's it's Ash and Lee combined like a compound word. Right. And um, she, based on that name alone, she has nothing of value to add. This is something that I think that people that aren't real smart do. They use incorrect grammar yeah. when they make up these fake names. Yes. Like they put a capital letter in the middle of their name right. with no space. Right. Like that's a thing. I like it. Ashley, sorry, she was from Sean's season of The Bachelor. Yeah. She made it through to the fantasy suites but was sent home after one overnight date, which I think is the biggest burn of all. Yeah. Like you bang the bachelor well, and then you get sent home. Well, that Sean guy was real proud of being a virgin. Oh, he was a virgin. Yeah, That's right. Yeah. Um, she's got her sights set on Graham. They all do. First of all, I can't tell the difference between any of these guys. They all, they're all the exact same guy to me. And, but they all love Graham. Who's not, he was from Deanna Pappas. He's not good looking. He's, he's really like kind of tall. I think vintage, he's probably from Texas. Yeah, they're all. Oh, he's old. I like him because he's older, and he's like two years older than right. the rest of them. But yeah, he's. They're all hot for this dude Graham, and Ashley, he's like the most average looking guy I've ever Ashley's seen. Ashley's particularly hot for him. Like she came. Yeah. On the show, Ash for Lee. Graham. Yeah, Ashley. yeah, she wants Graham. She um, she found him on social media. Right. Then we've got Claire from Juan Pablo season. Crazy Claire from Sacramento. Still crazy. Um, from this season's Bachelorette, there's Marcus, Markel, and Dylan. Yep. Dylan got a haircut. He looks a million times better. He, yep. He paired off straight away with Elise. They have a love connection. Elise said she would tell him that she loves him after the first twenty four hours. Yeah, that is true. Um, which, then, which I. 
think makes it clear couple that, of, that they fucked. The, cra- the crazy bitches on this show so far, I think, are definitely Ashley yep. and Claire. Claire. Um, then we've got Michelle Money. She was from she, Brad She Womack. showed up later. She was from, yeah, she did. She was a late, late show up. Brad mm-hmm. Womack's season. He was a sociopath. And she was also on season two of Bachelor Pad. Um, she hooked up with Graham on Bachelor Pad, but things didn't work out. I didn't know that. Yes. Yes. They have a, oh, they have a past. So she got there and she's like, let's go talk. Right. They were talking about their past. I tuned out. Uh, another crazy bitch is Michelle Kajawa from Jake Pavelka's season. Oh, she's super she nice. Was, she has crazy eyes. She was, yes, very crazy eyes. She was also a contestant on Bachelor Pad. Her goal on the show was to find love and prove to everyone she's not the self-proclaimed proclaimed crazy girl she once was, end quote. Eh, failed. Failed because yeah. she eliminated herself. Yeah. <laughs> At the rose ceremony, she eliminated herself because, we don't know this yet, but I know because I read the spoiler and well, I told they, you guys. they also teased it at the end. And I told you guys last week um, yeah. that she'd been hooking up with one of the crew. She was sexing the help. Um, then we've got uh, Robert from Desiree Heartsock season of The Bachelorette. Ben, who was the villain from Desiree season. All the bros hated him. Uh, Danielle, who sadly was voted off. I think it was Daniela. Oh, Daniela. And sorry. she like sort of served, her and one-armed Sarah sort of served as the narrators. And I would argue are the two most sane of the group. Particularly Sarah. Yeah, I really, definitely. I'm, I'm really sorry. She's got the most normal. And um, she got to stay by a rose from Ben. Ben and Sarah. Mercy, Mercy Rose. Yeah. Well, he could either give a rose to Daniela or Sarah. Yeah. Because the three of them hadn't coupled with anyone. So he uh, he gave it to Sarah. So Daniela got sent home. Yeah. Uh, there's a love triangle that's formed between Ashley, Robert, and Marcus. Claire got the first date card so she could ask anyone she wanted to go on a date with her. That's right. She went and asked Marcus. Yeah. Ashley. Everybody loves she Marcus. she asked Graham. Right. She asked Graham. Who Lacey's in love with. No. Oh, my fucking she God. She asked Graham who Ashley is after. And Ashley right. had a meltdown. Right. And Claire went and talked to Ashley and said, hey, I won't take him then. I'll go and ask Robert who Lacey was into. So oh, Claire this is can't, so confusing. Claire can't win. So she took Robert and... He got ants all over him. They didn't even kiss. Well, it was she, real boring. Because Robert's into Lacey. Meanwhile, Marcus is just casually um, swimming in the ocean in his underwear. Like, what? He's also brooding <clears throat> still over Andy a little is, bit. Yeah. Um, well, it was like two weeks after the show. Right. Yeah. But not brooding enough to not be able to see past Lacey's huge tits. Yeah, those things are big. And I wish I didn't hadn't read this spoiler, but apparently they end up together. Yeah, they're I engaged. wish I didn't know that. Does that mean they win the show? If you get engaged? I don't know how you no, win the show. Me either. I don't so think it really gonna, matters. So what's, so what's going to happen is two people got kicked off, two girls, so now they're down to even numbers, so now they have to introduce more people. Yeah. So I'm assuming that they keep doing that throughout the season. Yeah. So I don't Which know. Which is kinda of bullshit. You wanna maybe just get there last. Okay, so my favorite couple of last night was Elise and Dylan. They seemed like the perfect yeah. match, like yeah. perfectly suited They're both in every kind way. Of like dim witted. Yeah. yeah. And like about equal attractiveness. Yeah. They're like, like they really, on their level. They really look like they match and then they previewed that Elise like the new guy that gets introduced next week that Elise goes and kisses him yeah, and really just, uh, and really breaks Dylan's She's heart. just said this week that she loves Dylan and then next Monday she's kissing someone else. 
Yeah, she's not, I feel like that's not love. I feel like that's a problem also of being dim-witted. Yeah, yeah, not too smart. No. Yeah, something better comes along. Right, something brighter and shinier. Well, I'm really, really, really fired up for this show. I can't wait to watch it next week. A- anything else to add, Kate? No, that's all. I mean, that was that was a lot of information and a little bit scattered, but there a lot goes on. Absolutely. You guys should be watching it. Interact with us. We'll live tweet the show. All that shit. Uh, because it's really, really good. I'm really interested to see what happens with Crazy Claire, too. Oh, yeah. Claire's nuts. I, I Oh, also another odd coupling. Markel, the really handsome black guy yep. from The Yeah, and the Michelle Money. And They're into Money. each other. And he called her a different breed of beautiful. Yeah, he's into her. She's not. No. Well... To each his Is own. that mean? To each his own. Okay. Uh, I'm just hopeful that at, for every episode she's on, Claire's going to cry. And I feel like there's a good chance of that. Oh, for sure. Can I get down on that in Vegas? I hope. Uh, okay. Well, let's do it again next week, Kate. You ready? I'm always ready. Outstanding. All right. For Ed Daly. In Ed Daly's absence. For Ed Daly. For Fancy Sauce. I'm Brian Beckner. This is the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. We'll see you next week.